Hello, welcome back to the National Association for Primary Education podcast. My name is Mark Taylor, and you will have heard on previous episodes all the things that NAEP does to support its members in terms of its overarching ideal of supporting children from birth to 13, and for all those that are involved in education with primary children, whether you're a parent, whether you're a teacher, whether you're involved in education, in whichever way that is, our aim is to support you to be able to support our children to live life to their fullest and, and for them to experience life as they only can being a child at that particular time as they're going through the school system. Now we do this in many ways as you know there are conferences, there's a handwriting scheme that we have, we talk to government about their policies and have as much influence as any organisation can in terms of what we believe is important in having the child at the heart of an education system. One of the most successful things that NAEP's been involved in over the years is the Festival of Voices. This has come in many guises from large-scale national events at Wembley Conference Centre and Birmingham Symphony Hall, places like that. But the longest-standing one is the one that is organised by the Oxford branch in Dorchester Abbey. And, and this particular one in Oxfordshire has been going for 36 years. And I had the pleasure to go for the very first time last year. There's nothing quite as amazing as hearing a children's choir in a beautiful setting, in, in, a, in an abbey which is just packed with parents and carers and and people supporting their children to sing in this wonderful environment and they're of course supported by the musical director and the conductor who leads everything and brings it all together during the afternoon rehearsal and it's supported by a live band as well and it's just such such a wonderful thing to be involved in so this year when we went back we decided we were going to interview some people who've been involved in that so we interviewed sue baker who has been organizing this for many 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 years we've had a conversation with the musical director and some of the people in the band we had a very brief conversation with one of the pupils whose first time it was this particular year and very exciting for her and also someone that's been involved in this as a pupil many years ago as a student coming back now as a parent and also as a teacher bringing her school choir back as well so we've got someone who's really able to see the whole event in all its glory from many a different perspective so the other thing we wanted to do is, well, is be able to do this for the podcast. We actually wanted to capture a little bit of sort of behind the scenes footage on video as well. And that's actually now available on the, the NAEP website at nape.org.uk. So you can actually see me interviewing these people for the podcast, but at the same time see exactly what was going on that on that particular day. Um, it was all recorded on one day, so you will hear there's lots of different things going on. Some part of it was recorded inside the Abbey, part of it was outside, part of it was actually the marquee in the end because it suddenly started raining. So this really is a behind the scenes, but I think gives a really good story and a really good picture of exactly the success and the benefits it's had for children over these 36 years that it's been going. So I really hope you enjoy this. This is Behind the Scenes of the Festival of Voices 2019. So I'm now joined by Sue Baker, who's been organising this event for since the very beginning or, or very close to the very beginning. She's going to give us a little bit of history of the longevity of the event, the kinds of venues that it's been in and, and how the whole thing's got got going. So thank you very much for joining us, Sue. Um, the Festival Voices was all, was started by Jeremy Rowe in... Um, in, in 1984 and was started in Oxford Town Hall and then moved to the Nicholas Tindrick Hall which is part of the John Radcliffe Hospital. Um, I helped at that point, I helped him at that point and then we moved here, when he moved from Oxfordshire to get another job in Hackney I took over, totally took over the organisation of it then uh, and it's moved here about 26 years ago we've been running it at, at Dorchester Abbey which is such a beautiful venue in Oxford to actually hold a concert. And 
how has it developed over the years? We talked before just a little bit about the way that you talked to how you organise the music and and, and the. So it start it started with just it just happened I think in one there was just one concert I think the first year then it sort of gradually grew to more um, so now we're having five evening concerts here and also last year we started having a lunchtime concert as well and that's because there were there were so many schools who wanted to take part we just couldn't fit them all in each year. So how many schools would take part over the course of the year and, and how many parents do you think would actually be coming to watch as well? Um, it's generally it depends how many children from each school actually take part so numbers vary from from small schools there might only be 10 children and we have a maximum of 30 children taking part and it's about the choir is about somewhere between sort of two three five two forty and as you said the, the parents do come to watch and, and friends and family as well so you really fill up the whole uh, absolutely the parents other. parents and, and friends of family so so children take part with their with their obviously with their schools it's a school booking to take part um with nap nap schools obviously have priority for booking and and what's the cost of the school and what's the cost of the parents who come and watch um so the children pay two pounds currently children pay two pounds to take part um, and there's no charge, obviously, for accompanying adults or anything like that. And uh, parents pay £6.50 for adult tickets and £3 for child tickets. And it, it's such a beautiful event and, and the singing's always wonderful. And that's partly because you put so much time into the, all the preparation. So give us a little bit of an idea of how you get the repertoire and the sorts of resources that you provide for the schools. OK, so we start um, at the end of each Festival of Voices. We send a questionnaire out to schools where they suggest songs. Um, in the summer holidays, usually early August, the two conductors, um, Peter Hunt and Kevin Stannard and myself, um, meet and choose the choose the programme the following year. I then contact publishers or composers, writers of the song, to get permission to actually use their songs. Because we copy a music book, we, it's usually about 65 copies of the music book I have uh, printed, and we, so we pay for that and also copies of, for copies of the song words as well. And that usually takes about, if I write them early August, it, that usually takes until and it was the end of January this year where I got permission to use all the songs. If we don't get permission to use a song, we usually have a reserve song which we put in its place. And sometimes we don't get permission. So it really is a mammoth task, really, because there's an awful lot involved in it. Kind that. of takes all year. So I contact schools usually January time. Um, as soon as I've got copyright permission, um, then I contact schools um, to ask if they want to take part. And usually they get their um, music packs um, during the February half term. So that means some some schools do it with a class of children, other schools actually have a choir, and that varies from that varies from school to school, and it's how it's best easiest to organise for that school. Yeah, and then it's very personal then, like say for the school, which I think is always a, a great idea. In terms of the practicalities, you've you've got staging here. You okay, so we hire um, on the Sunday night, um, we hire staging and we hire extra chairs. So on the Sunday night, um, we set up the abbey, so we put out the extra chairs. Um, at one point, we had to actually remove all the choir stores and things, but that was modernised here a few years ago, and they have a team that do that for us. But um, obviously, the staging gets put up on the Monday morning, taken down on the Friday night. We then clean the area, sweep it all up, so the Abbey can be back to normal for church on Sunday. And you've got a team of, of volunteers as well as the small team that organise the whole thing because it's all about the car parking, it's about the... We actually have a very small NAPE committee who actually does it all. Um, so we have for car parking, we need two people for car parking and about three people for sort of doing... Um, and we have someone on NAPE committee who kind of sorts out the sort of helpers rotor. And we probably need to, well, somebody for taking tickets, someone for selling programmes for doing it. And we obviously have a treasurer who 
who who we who all the money gets paid into. Yeah, and we'd like more volunteers if possible. Absolutely, all, all, all help always always yeah, always yeah, gratefully welcome. Um, in terms of the programming and the actual physical programs and all of that kind of thing as well, um, do you get support and sponsorship for that kind of no. thing? So everything is comes out of that very tiny fee that you Absol- charge absolutely. for the children in the absolutely. In the no, everything comes out of that. Everything comes out of that. Um, the musicians are paid, and the musicians and the conductor are paid. Um, everybody else, everybody else gives up their time voluntarily. And in terms of the sort of overall aim of the event, it's been going on for so long now. Is it is it music first? Is it giving the children the opportunity to actually experience such an amazing musical event in such a beautiful Absolutely. event? Absolutely. So it's to get children to um, develop a love of singing, love of music, and a love of music in, in again a really nice venue. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely, because children, particularly from Oxfordshire, has quite a lot of small schools. So it's really nice to actually for the children from small schools to get experience of teaching of of um, performing with a larger group. Um, so yeah, it's to spread the love of music, which obviously I'm kind of completely passionate about absolutely um we also have um in between the singing we also have guest slots as well um usually a variety we ask the schools if they have if they have children who talent talented musicians age kind of usually they're year six maybe they play an unusual instrument or something if they'd like to come and perform and we also oxford music service usually um they sometimes we might have they have a competition in performers in that um, your Matheson competition. We often ask them as well if they want to, if they want to actually uh, perform here. You said it's been here for a long time here at Dorchester Abbey, but 26 it has six years. But it has been in other venues as well. Could you tell us a little bit about that sort of history as well? Okay, so um, it's uh, when it started in Oxfordshire. It also after it started, we used to have a national festival of voices as well. We'd have children from all over the country, and that was held at Wensby Conference Centre, which has actually now been pulled down. Um, but it's kind of in front of where the new stadium was. So that happened for many years, um, and and was and was very successful. Um, but then when Wembley Conference Centre closed, um, we then we then just couldn't find another venue. We tried Fairfield Halls in Croydon, but we didn't get enough schools wanting to take part. I think the attraction was kind of London and Wembley, but also as things, things go on, there's also um, coach prices have got increasingly expensive, and it means it's a very expensive event to actually take, to take place. And there also are other, other national events that, that have possibly re- replaced it nationally. Yeah, there's a there's a whole a range of new things, and I think you're right about the overall cost. Is that even if you can keep the ticket prices to a minimum and provide the actual experience for very little, the coach prices and 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 that ongoing extras are really key. And we try, yeah, and the charges we make are to try. We're not doing it to make profits or anything. It's doing it so that it breaks even. I think it's a really important thing just to. Well, to, to thank you really for, for all your time and effort and all the support that's gone in over such an, a number of years. And like I say, with such a small number of people that are able to do it. I think it's uh, having been here last year to the event, it's such a beautiful concert. And I really enjoy, I really enjoy doing it. It's, it's, it's kind of fun to do and it, it's, it's great that, you know, parents and children really enjoy it and it's one of their memories. And we've also got now people who, because it's been going for so long, um, I'll have people who are parents who's, um, who took part as children or teachers who come who took part as children and say to the conductor, well, I remember, or you taught me when. And uh, and now their children are taking part. So that's really nice. Uh, I, I think that's that's yeah. wonderful. And, and it kind of brings sort of, uh, that t- joins the circle together, doesn't oh, it? it does. Let's say. No, yeah. it does. It's yeah. really nice. Well, thank you so much for chatting to us. I really appreciate finding out um, all about the event and, and wish you for many more years success in the future. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for chatting to us. I'm really excited about watching the concert myself this afternoon. 
can you tell me a little bit about how long you've actually been learning the songs? Um, about f- four or five weeks. And has it been fun doing it? Have you had um, words and music that you've been able to, to learn from? Yes. And what's your favourite song, do you think? Summertime Blues. Is it quite a funky one? Is it quite fast? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and is this the first time you've actually ever had the opportunity to sing as a mass choir with other people from other schools? Yeah. And what's it like playing with a live band? Quite amazing. Does it give you this, a sort of a sense of actually sort of brings everything, gives it a bit of a lift, I guess, doesn't it? Because I've heard there's drums in there, there's violin, there's piano, there's bass, there, there, lots of support yeah. that you're getting. What did you do to begin with when you first started rehearsing? We saw the conductor in there. Was he giving you some warm-up things? What sorts of things was he doing to get you involved to begin with? Um, so we sang on oh, MacDonald Had a Choir, and it was like what they... It, we had to like do some like stretches and some breathing, some things like that. Great, so you had a proper warm-up, so you knew yeah. what it was all about. And then you've had the opportunity to actually sing the songs that you've been learning at school, so you've had a chance to do that here in the venue at Dorchester Abbey. Yeah. And then the concerts after lunch. Yeah. How exciting. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun and I think people are going to really enjoy the whole experience. And thank you very much for chatting to us. That's OK. Hello. So we're now here with the musical director, conductor and the band. So would you like to introduce yourselves one at a time, first of all, please? Uh, shall I start as, as, the, as the conductor? Please then, do, yes. Like, perfect. Give you, give you the over, overview. Um, I'm, I'm Peter Hunt. I've been doing this gig along with a colleague of mine, Kemi Stanard, for about 25 years. Uh, and I put together the music with the team and with Sue Baker communicates with the, with the schools. And uh, very kindly, uh, the band members here turn up every year and come and play for us. Fantastic. I'm uh, Tim Smith and uh, I'm a relative newbie compared to these guys. And I've just been doing it for two years now. Uh, and uh, I'm a music student. And uh, and I'm yeah, the pianist. I'm the pianist. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, was the, pianist. that was the important. <laughs> just, yeah. just, I'm the pianist. Just, just in case you yeah. have any music yeah. clips, yeah. yeah. The piano is what you play. Yeah, yeah I play good. the piano. No. <laughs> I'm Anna Keen. I've been doing this my entire life. I started in the choir when I was four and haven't stopped yet. Oh, fantastic! So you've been involved literally at every level. Literally. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, I'm Amy. I'm the violin player, and I've been for about 18 years. Great. I'm James, I play drums, I've uh, been doing it for uh, 18 years. And so the history is fantastic, so why keep coming back? Why be involved over and over? There must be something more than just the fact that it's something you've done. <laughs> you know, it's, what it's amazing. You bring, what, 250 school children together, primary school age, and singing all together, I think it's amazing. Just, yeah. And I'm, I'm a music teacher myself, so to make sure that music stays in schools is you know, vitally important to me. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's an important thing, and this happens less and less because of changes in education and, and funding cuts and changing priorities. So this is particularly special for, for them. And I think we, the, the concerts just happened this afternoon, and it's such a great event, and the kids are so excited, and I think that interaction between it being their event but also doing it for the parents, having the parents involved as well, and to put, to put it together in such a short amount of time, I think that's a credit to the resources that you put together to begin with so they feel confident when they actually arrive. Uh, yeah, there's a great team involved, but the school teachers do an amazing job, and they're not specialist musicians or singers by any means. Um, and they get the kids together, motivate them, get them here and all, and all that. That's a huge part of it. It's a fantastic team network. And what I notice uh, is the, the uplift, as it were, the improvement and the, the sparkle the kids put on when 
they're performing. And I can see them. They're supposed to be watching me as the conductor, but they never look at me. They're looking over my shoulder <laughs> at, at the families and to see what the reaction is, particularly certain songs that they know their mums and dads like. And they just want to see their reaction. And that's a, an amazing bonding thing, which you can kind of only get in this, this way. And, and Sue was telling us earlier that actually there's a waiting list. Schools come back year on year and more and more schools want to do it. Is, is that just because the, the environment is so special that they want to get involved? They know the kids get a lot out of it. What do you think is that reason for the continual participation? Well, it's, it's so good for them. I think they all recognise, the teachers recognise the educational, learning, holistic thing um, about not just the music experience but kids being together and being a team and doing something positive and working towards something and achieving and all those things that are kind of beaten out of the school curriculum by and large um, the creative aspect of it um, and the, I don't think the kids actually are necessarily aware until they get here quite how special it's going to be I mean they like learning the songs they sing them in schools and so on and that's all f fun but it's a step-by-step -step process and it, it seems to me that over the few hours that they're here, um, it, it grows their wonderment at what's going on and this amazing noise and how they can improve it and what it gives to them um, grows over the few hours that they're here. It's a really special experience, you know, that you can't act actually put on just like that. You know, it's a, a rare thing to have that number of people together. And it's the fact that you've all played together for so long. Does that mean your rehearsal is literally relatively short as well because you've got like a sixth sense that happens? Honestly, or? we didn't really have a rehearsal. We, we, come, we arrive on Monday at about, what, quarter to two, half yeah. two-ish, and we sort of go, oh, this music, we've had a look by ourselves. We go, oh, hello, haven't seen you for a while. How are you? Good how was your up. year? Yeah, how was your year? <laughs> and, and then, you know, we start off with the children. I mean... Yeah, that's about it, really. Yeah, I think very, it's very rare that we get a song that we haven't done at some point in the yeah. last 15, oh, yeah. 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Just turn up and start playing. Right? Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for chatting to us. It's, it's really great to sort of hear that sort of behind-the-scenes areas as well, as well as just from the children and everything. So thanks very much indeed. Wow, pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. We love it. And I'm now joined by Kelly Fye, who is a teacher here, but we also know that you're a parent for this particular concert and you've been a pupil in the past that took part and you're in the band over the years. So, so you, you, you've got the experience of, of exactly what the Festival of Voices is all about. Absolutely. I've been involved with Festival of Voices since I was six or seven, I think, at primary school. So I was lucky enough to be at primary school with Sue Baker, who's the lady who organised this Festival of Voices. Um, and she was one of my primary school teachers. And I came along, I participated in many Festival of Voices in school. Um, I, th I think also into middle school, in the middle school system in Oxford. And we used to go to the National um, Festival of Voices after the Oxford, you yeah. know, the local one um, at Wembley Arena, which was great when you're, you know, eight or nine and ten. I think learning that number of songs every year is wonderful for yeah. children to have that. And then later on, when uh, at secondary school, I was part of the music service and a group of us were asked, um, we performed quite regularly and we were asked to come and be the band. So I then became a member of the band and played for the concerts maybe for three three years. And I also sang with the children. So every year there'd be a number I'd sing, a, I'd sing the verse and the children would sing along. Um, and then, it sounds silly, having left, I left Oxford for a long time and then came back and retrained to be a teacher. Mm. Um, and immediately wanted to bring, I started a choir at the school or kind of picked up 
the choir um, and we came to Festival of Voices and it was it was really important for me I thought it would be a wonderful opportunity for the children to come um, and they really enjoyed it and so we've been we've been coming since then and then this year for the first well it's the second year my my youngest son has had the opportunity to come as well so he, he he's not actually here today he was here last night so I was here last night as a parent and then I'm here today as uh, leading the choir from my school so it's yeah it's kind of gone full circle Fantastic. and and so having had all those different experiences but mm. for the same event effectively yeah what do you think so special about it why why do you keep coming back and being involved what is it your sort of lasting memories that that have has such a, an impact on everybody well, it, the memories have been, I had such a wonderful experience as a child. I remember it vividly. I, you know, it's, I don't remember a huge amount about different parts of school, but this is something that I remember participating in, being part of. I loved going to Wembley. I remember it's the first time I'd ever been to Wembley, you know, singing in Wembley Arena when we had the national events. And then being in the band was for the three years was awesome. And we, um, we got to, I made great friends with people and, um, the conductor who was conducting them was a lot younger. He's still here now. Kevin Stannard still <laughs> conducting, and, and and that was a wonderful experience for us. To, and I just think coming. I was saying to my mum yesterday. She came with me to watch, and she's been she's been coming to watch it now since I was little. So fact, it just fills you with joy, hearing young voices singing together and seeing the children. I mean, the conductors we have here are incredible. They spend two hours in the afternoon, kind of pulling. He manages to pull together eight different choirs from eight different schools in two hours into this fabulous choir who are all singing together singing in parts singing in harmony sometimes and you know so for example my nine-year-old son was here yesterday he's bouncy it's taken a while to get him into choir he was watching every minute he was watching the conductor kind of focus trying to remember the work you know he's had to learn nearly 20 songs it's great for it's great for him and I could see how much he enjoyed it and he was buzzing all the way home and I was buzzing because you come and listen to young voices and young children singing all together in a glorious place like Dorchester Abbey and you know it just fills you with joy really <laughs> and it yeah as a teacher life is so busy now and you're asked to do so much and you're always trying to lever in and squeeze so many things in and sometimes it, it, it can seem like quite a momentous task festival of voices learning with the number of songs that you have to learn with the small amount of time you might have but there are so many ways around doing and schools i know that every year more and more schools are applying and once a school comes and brings a group of children to festival of voices that's kind of it you, you realize how valuable it is for the children and even I, I think i know some schools where instead of having the choir coming they they might They'll say, well, our year fives are the, are the group that will always go. So every child will have one opportunity to come and to join in and have the chance to learn those songs and to sing. And, you, you know, you'll always within that group have some children who are quite reticent to come along and to learn the songs. You'll see when you're here, um, you just see everyone joining in and it's a positive experience for all of the children involved. So... I think, I think I think having like you said when it's a class rather than the choir so you're getting that experience for children who may not normally do that absolutely that benefits amazing yeah. isn't it as well and I think it's also something because children if children come along and they really enjoy it I, I think just one opportunity if you manage to get certain children who might not if you encourage children that you really want 
um, you think would really benefit from the experience, if you encourage and manage to get them along once, you'll find that they're the children that want to come back year on year. Truly, and that's you know that's what we've found in our choir. It's just kind of encouraging, yeah. encouraging them and Absolutely. bringing them along. Well, it, it's so great to hear that. That's the reason that we're here today is because we're trying to expand to give more children, more schools opportunities in different areas um, to probably bring back an idea of this national ability to have a national festival of voices awesome. again um so you know we're talking to venues and we've got lots of ideas and that kind of thing right. but we just wanted to make sure that parents teachers schools that had an opportunity to hear that the enthusiasm that you're able to portray for us in in terms of why it's such a great event and how the history has really been so supportive and and you're such a great example from having been a child that did it all the way yeah. through to here <laughs> as, 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 a, as a teacher and a parent and yeah. that's just lovely so thanks so much for chatting to us today thank you very much thank you